Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. You give your power away when you stop being right where you are in this moment. When your awareness has left what's moving inside of you and your awareness is with what's moving in someone else. What would happen if you kept your awareness inside of you? What would happen if you stopped explaining yourself, defending yourself, and trying to be right, and instead stayed right here. When you let go of attachment to someone else getting it, when you let go of attachment to someone else being happy or okay with where you are, when you let go of trying to show them where you are, try once and that's it. That is it. You tell someone once what it is that you're feeling from a space of power of knowing yourself. And if they disagree with you or want you to explain or come back with things, you don't defend yourself, you don't explain. If you're here, if you're not here, you will doubt yourself. If you're not here, you will want them to be in a certain state. You will want them to get where you're coming from. Someone who leads with soul is inside their own body. They are in the seat. They are in the seat of their own soul. Their energy is not in their mind. Their energy is not being wrapped into somebody else's mind. So when someone is taking you down when you're up because they can't stand consciously or unconsciously the level of power that you're vibrating at, or the level of love that you're radiating. When they try to take you down and tell you what you're thinking, what you're feeling, or what's going on isn't okay, and you know what is going on inside of you, you say to them once, I hear you, and actually... What's real for me in this moment is this. And then if they say, but, or if they say, no, you're doing this, or if they try to manipulate you into more conversation and drama and doubting yourself, you do not give them your power with your reaction. Compassion does not mean tolerating fools. Compassion is a combination of passion and communion. You don't commune with the mind, you commune with passion. So if someone says something you disagree with, instead of arguing with them and trying to be right, you say, I hear you. 
Let's agree to disagree. Or I hear you, but I can't fucking feel you. I hear you, but I can't feel you. Can I feel you, please? And if they say no, or they keep going with the mind, you stay in your body and you honour yourself. You don't react. You respond by staying in your body. And when the reaction comes, you breathe. You pause and you breathe back into you. You are one with someone's soul. You are not one with someone's mind. Where do you get tangled into somebody else's mind? I'm all for reflecting on truths. I'll be talking about that later. I'm more for, right now, reflecting on your own truth. Where are you attached to someone getting your truth? If you're attached to it, it's not your truth. It's your mind. When it's your truth, you don't doubt it. When it's your truth, you feel it in your body and you stay. If you stay in your body, you don't doubt yourself. If you leave your body and go into your mind and get entangled and enmeshed, with someone else's mind, you're going to go codependent with their wound and you will not lead the situation with your soul. The way you lead any situation with soul, a business situation, a personal situation, a conversation with a loved one, a partner, a child, a parent, is with your soul. You teach people how to treat you by treating yourself with enough respect that you stay in your body and you trust it. You trust the wisdom of your gut. You trust the wisdom of your belly. You trust the wisdom of your womb. You trust the wisdom of your heart. And there is no arguing with that because that is the unknown. You can only argue, someone can only argue with what you think you know. Truth isn't what you know. Truth is here now in this moment, in your body. That is truth. No one can argue with that truth. But if you are at conflict with that, if your own inner conflict is taking you out of your body and into your mind and into doubt, then that will be reflected outside of you and then you will give your power away. And you'll react instead of responding. We are brought up to believe that being a responsible human is to get a job, get a mortgage, have children, do the right thing, save for their education, save for retirement, make everyone happy, visit mum and dad every Wednesday, visit grandma. Do the right thing. Be a good citizen. Responsibility, the ability to respond. Actually, society's framework of responsibility is a crock of fucking shit. 
because it takes away our ability to respond to our own natural wisdom. If you are a responsible adult, you have the ability to respond to your inner compass, to what breathing the body open is showing you in moments of distress, in moments of joy, in moments of bliss, in moments of pleasure, in moments of rage. That's what being responsible is. But that leads to serenity. The world as it is right now does not want you to be sovereign. Know that. It wants you to be sheep. And then every now and then you're going to come across a lion. And one day you'll be that lion who sees a sheep. And you come off the mountain where you can see things a little more clearly from a viewpoint that's wider, that's more objective. And you see some sheep and they're looking. Maybe there's one, maybe there's more and they're looking and they know that there's something else. And so you walk down, not because you're better then, but just because you're coming from a higher perspective because there was a lion who one day came to you and that lion is going to look you in the eyes with such power that you can't help but follow that lion and you're with all the other sheep. Maybe some of your friends join you and that lion takes you to some beautiful crystal clear water and you look into the water and you see two lions and you wonder, where did the other lion come from? But then you remember that that lion is you and that this lion is just a reflection of your own soul that has forgotten, that has forgotten that your soul wants more than to be a sheep who just follows the masses. You're a lion with a beating heart whose passion is like a fire that nurtures and illuminates a spark that sparks through your whole body and you feel alive and that spark sets off other sparks and that aliveness spreads in a world that is fucking dead and you say, do you want to be alive with me? Imagine a typical scenario where someone is saying something and it doesn't resonate with you. They're making an assumption about you or they're saying something to you that doesn't resonate, that you disagree with. And so there's a charge in your body. Now, most people, because they're not in their bodies, a charge hits. And what that charge does, and this is where the word trigger comes from, that trigger, that charge, triggers emotions that we have, other emotions that we haven't allowed ourselves to express. Because we're all going like this. And we're breathing here. And we're not letting ourselves feel anything. So imagine a hose, right? 
You know that tunnel that I explained? I don't know when, yesterday or the day before. And all the shit goes into the tunnel and you can't see the light at the end of it anymore, which is the soul, the truth, the love, the freedom. What flushes out a tunnel? If there's a tunnel in the forest, water, right? That's why in order to keep clear, we have to allow our emotions to move. That's energy, right? Emotion is energy in motion. We get so personally involved in it. It's just energy in motion, right? And then when we trap it, it's like this. And if you can imagine it like a hose, right? We'll take the tunnel analogy smaller. It's like someone's going like this on the hose. And that someone is you. That someone is your parents. That someone is the education system. That someone is the psychiatrist who gives you an antidepressant. That someone is whoever the fuck in your life has given you the subliminal or overt message that it's not okay to feel. Yeah? Everyone got that? So we've got this, right? Then someone says something to us that triggers, that brings some charge to this. And then it goes like that. And everything we haven't felt is suddenly felt. And then we react. Because we've got no fucking control over our emotional body because we never connect to it. We have no mastery over this thing that we're so disconnected from. And when that goes, you're either going to explode. Well, I didn't do that. You did that. And what are you talking about? Or implode and have to go away and withdraw because you don't know what to do with all of this. The alternative is only possible for someone who is connected to their emotional body because if you don't feel in your life ever and then you expect to be able to do the practice I'm about to introduce to you, only when you're charged, good fucking luck. Because when that charge hits, it's usually triggering, especially if you haven't processed your childhood, your wounded child. And that child doesn't give a fuck about what you learned in workshops. And that's why change happens through the body, not through the mind. And that if you're not doing your work every day, if you're not doing some kind of practice, and eventually life becomes a practice. Every minute of every day, you're breathing your body open. But as a starting point, you need a daily practice of either playing music or breathing, meditating, feeling, allowing emotions to move so that your nervous system gets used to that. And so that in those moments, when that hose, the, A, there's not so much holding it that the water's just like, you've actually been feeling it and allowing energy to move so it's not so intense. Maybe it's just like that. Or maybe it's just in this present time and there's no hold. There's just like, ooh, I can feel the bubble. Do you know what I mean? And the most important thing in that moment when you get triggered, and I think it's really funny when people say they're triggered. Oh, I'm really triggered. I feel like saying, well, if you were actually triggered and experiencing the trigger, 
you wouldn't be telling me that you're triggered because you wouldn't be able to. You would be in the trigger. You would be in whatever this experience is triggering and you would either be crying or breathing or feeling or experiencing whatever that trigger is catalyzing. It's become this popular term, oh, I got so triggered. And then everyone's talking about their trigger. He said this and I said this and it reminded me of what my dad did and da 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 You're just going to keep sitting at the cafe going, oh, I got so triggered. And then outside of the cafe, there's going to be a cliff. And people are going to be running off and jumping into the unknown and you're going to go, oh my God, did you see that? And then one day, you might just go, oh, I wonder what that would feel like to jump instead of sitting at the cafe talking about what triggered me. I might actually have to feel what's triggering. I may have to actually get beyond my story and into my body and grow up and become a responsible adult, not according to social constructs, but according to the ability to respond to the wisdom and the inherent truth that's in the seat of my own soul that resides right here and that I have access to when I breathe into the aliveness that's in this present moment. So there's a charge. And we think in that moment, either consciously or unconsciously, that to get power in this situation, we need to have power over. So the word power often has a lot of negative connotations to it. Someone said on the first day that you said you wanted to feel power, but not the normal power, right? Because the normal power is how much status you have, how much you can appear a certain way, how well you're doing according to social constructs, how much influence you have. But that's not true power. True power is the ability to respond to your inherent wisdom and what that looks like in a potential argument with someone is someone says something to you and instead of you just going, oh, I did not and well you did this and blah, 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 and you're reacting, you actually pause and you breathe. Who's got the power? If you're saying something to me and I don't agree with it and I start barking at you, is that as powerful as if I'm just breathing and meeting you with my eyes, feeling into myself and then expressing the truth of this, which I'm just discovering. I don't even know what that is. I'm just breathing into the unknown truth of my own soul. And then maybe I'll say, yeah, actually, you're right. I am being an asshole. Or maybe I'll say, that's not what I meant. And then they may say, yes, it is what you meant. I could tell. Even though you said this, you really mean this. And they start manipulating you. And the worst manipulators are spiritual people. I could tell that you were projecting at me. I could feel you attacking me. My solar plexus was being destroyed. <laughs> no, maybe I was just calling a fucking spade a spade and you didn't want to admit that it was a spade, you fucking banana. <laughs> I wish I had that verbiage 20 years ago. (laughs) 
So then that person answers back, right? And then someone who tries to have power in the situation through their mind where there's no power will argue back. Yes, I did mean that. And then they'll, then they'll give case evidence because of this, this and this and this and start explaining themselves. So now they've defended and they've explained and they've gone here, take my power, please. Take it. As soon as you explain yourself, as soon as you defend yourself, you give your power away. No is a complete sentence. That's not what I meant is a complete sentence. This is what I meant is a complete sentence. This is how I feel is a complete sentence. If you're in your body, if your integrity is here in your own soul, if you're in your mind, you're doubting yourself. If you're first in your body and they say something and you leave your body and you go into your mind, you're going to start doubting yourself. So when they argue, you keep breathing. And you say, I hear you. I don't agree. Let's agree to disagree. And then instead of being attached to being right and needing to be right, which is the biggest fucking shadow in all relationships, work relationships and personal relationships, you're choosing joy. Because you know what? I think when I see arguing going back and forth, I'm like, why are you, I actually think, why are you doing that to yourself? Because they're not achieving anything. It's like, okay, I can see blue and red mats. Mish can see plants. You could be saying to me, there's plants. I can't see the plants, can I? No, there's not. There's blue and pink mats. No, there's not. And we keep going back and forth. And I'll tell her why there's blue and red mats. There's clearly blue and red mats because I can see them and they're wrapped in cardboard and I'll go into more detail. And then she'll go into more detail and tell me what the plants look like. And then the conversation has gone on so fucking long that everybody's drained of energy. Whoever's right has a false sense of temporary power. The opportunity to evolve one's soul has been completely missed. And we'll have the same argument on a different day about something else which has the same undercurrent underneath it that nobody else wants, nobody really wants to look at. And we repeat the same shit over and over again until love turns into hate and we're battling until the battle becomes so torturous to the unintegrated soul that we have to go codependent again and back in love, which isn't real love, it's just dependency because we feel so separated from our own souls that we have to merge with another to feel whole. But then because we're depending on them for our joy, we end up hating them as soon as we get betrayed or disappointed and we fight and then we go back into hate and we have love-hate relationships until nobody's fucking anymore and then what's the point? That's the merging, that's the remembering, that's the pathway to God. You want to do more fucking and less talking. You want to do more feeling and less talking. You want to do more realness, breathing together. We don't just do transfiguration and breathing in Tantra. Well, some neo-Tantra circles do for fun to go, 
Ah, oh, I'm spiritual. Namaste. I can look into your eyes. And I can sit here with you and breathe with you. But can you look into someone's eyes and breathe with them when there is such a shaking inside of you that someone is continually poking at, but you know that by staying with the breath, by looking into their eyes, by experiencing true intimacy with yourself and with another, that forgetting is a pathway to remembering. And actually the song of the passion that's arising, that's underneath the mind, creates a level of compassion that unites you even deeper. But if we're here arguing, forget it. I remember when I, en when I ended my last relationship, I declared to the universe, I will never again deviate from my own truth. And in this relationship, as soon as that battle begins, I communicate very clearly, I'm not doing this. Unless we drop in and feel, I'm not doing this. This isn't real. Da -da 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 -da. I'll walk away. Sometimes he'll follow me. I'm not doing this. And I'll be breathing and feeling, and then he does too. And then we both feel. And then sometimes we just make love and don't even need to talk. Or sometimes afterwards we'll get extremely vulnerable with each other and allow the passion of our vulnerability to be expressed or allow the assertiveness of a boundary that needs to be set to be expressed. That's what's real. That's how we get to know each other. That's how we respect each other. That's intimate communion. And if your relationships are not like that, they're going to drain your energy and it's going to be impossible for you to lead with soul. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time. Thank you.